This is a baby sleep podcast for parents by parents, occasionally functioning humans who really miss a good night's kip. You will get a bit of pee in your face or something. <laughs> That's okay. Have the joy of being a parent. <laughs> I'm Kat Cuby, parenting journalist and broadcaster, and together with Sarah Carpenter, a paediatric sleep consultant, we are the Sleep Mums. We've written a book together called Sleep Better Baby, the essential stress-free guide to sleep for you and your baby. A straightforward, easy to follow, at-a-glance guide to help you and your baby sleep better. It's informative, non-judgmental, and it's funny too, because as a parent, sometimes you really just need to laugh. <laughs> Got you. This is the first episode in our podcast series, The Sleep Mums. So it makes sense for us to start at the very beginning. Not right conception. We'll leave that to you guys. When you first brought your baby home. Here are five things you need to know about baby sleep in the first two weeks. The most important rule about the first two weeks of parenting is there are no rules. Yeah, it's kind of like the spring break of parenting. Like, basically, in the first few weeks, if you want to cuddle your baby all day, every day, that is absolutely fine. If you really don't and you feel a bit touched out, which is quite a weird thing as a parent, but you can just feel physically overwhelmed by how attached you are to another being, I suppose. Also fine. Uh, If you want to dress your baby up as a strawberry and post it on social media... I would say acceptable. Uh, If you want to close the door and not see anyone in person or online at all, you just go right ahead. It's really important that you just do what you need to do in those first few weeks. It's sort of about survival. So that the first couple of weeks, you really need to just embrace the new normal. It's about you getting to know your new body, your new self and what you're capable of and really just working out who this little person is that's now the biggest part of your life. Do you think there's too much advice that people should be uh, trying to get baby sleeping in those first few weeks? I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves to follow what they've heard from other people or what they've seen other people do. And what they tend to forget is that actually the people that they're observing might have a baby who's much older, put a lot of pressure on themselves to try and implement things which their baby just isn't ready for. So it's really taking a step back and embracing the moment that you're in and not worrying about everyone else. I think that's a really hard to follow, but also good advice in general, because quite often you find yourself looking, as you say, at babies who are at a completely different age or stage, or just a different baby, and comparing yourselves to them, thinking, why is mine not like that or not doing that? And it's it's because they're different. The other thing that knows no rules in those first two weeks is the hormones in your body if you've just given birth. So I think the next thing you need to know about those first few weeks is hormones. So for some people, they um, really hit rock bottom and they can be experiencing the baby blues when they just want to curl up in a ball and cry. Um, You know, they, they can feel so alienated by everybody even their own baby and they just really don't want to entertain any sort of communication or interaction and then you have the opposite end of the scale as well where um, people can be absolutely high on the birth and they are the ones that look at their new baby and look at their new body and they just have a complete 
hormone buzz of feeling elated about what they've achieved and what they now look like and you know it's just it's two completely opposite ends of the scale and neither one is right or wrong it's such a roller coaster experience totally and I think often we're shown the imagery of, of the second one of the, you know the, this euphoria of birth and I, I think for a lot of people that's not really the reality it, it really wasn't for me I would say with either, particularly on day four, but actually also for quite a long time after they were born. But day four for both of mine was absolutely shit. Emotionally, I was totally all over the place. And I think for our first, it was a massive shock for my husband about how much I crashed. You know, I was having difficulty breastfeeding. We weren't sleeping and um, I just I just crumbled. And it was that then he spoke to his his mates had kids already and they were like, oh yeah, day four mate, that's the word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we all forget that sleep deprivation is a form of torture. And so, you know, if it's being used as a form of torture, they would expect you to crumble and cry. But you've had a baby experiencing sleep deprivation and you're just expected to get on with it. And, you know, you're often getting over that experience of birth, however it has has been for you. It's uh, it, it can be a lot And I think I should probably give a moment to mention hormonal changes for blokes as well. Absolutely. No, there's huge hormonal changes for men. They're also dealing with a whole new person and their partner. I was just going to say, I think that's a really important thing um, overarchingly as well, that often um, different partners' experiences of parenthood can be a massive friction point because quite often you're not in the same place at the same time. Absolutely. The third thing you need to know about the first two weeks is that although you shouldn't worry about how a baby is sleeping or not for that matter, there are a few things that you can do to help lay the foundations for better baby sleep. So day-night confusion or the imbalance in your baby's very immature circadian rhythm, when they've been in your womb, they are their body clock adjusts to your movement. So during the day, when you're on the move, they are being lulled to sleep a lot more than they are at night. So when you're lying down in bed at night, you're absolutely exhausted. Baby just suddenly decides to have a party kicking you. My kids were total nighttime partiers when they were yeah. inside. Absolutely. No, it, it definitely um, it is all about that sort of movement and lulling. And so the circadian rhythm then has to settle and adjust. Um, but you'll see that your baby will have these sort of longer stretches during the day and then be up and awake at night. It's almost a wee bit like baby jet lag, isn't it? They've come back from a nice wee holiday in Costa del Placenta. (laughs) So is there anything we can do to help with baby jet lag? There are quite a few things that you can do. First of all, you really need to put your focus into the days, which for a lot of people is a little bit hard to get their head down because they've they're coming looking for advice on overnight sleep and we're talking about the daytimes but you want to be swaddling for all your sleep so it's not important at this stage where your baby goes to sleep you can use the pram the moses basket wherever basically but swaddle during the day nice tight swaddle and then keep the lights on keep the place nice and airy you're not you know, you don't need to be away from the room. You can be chatting, you can be going about your daily business and your baby will be close to you. Just in case um, anyone doesn't know, what's a swaddle? 
So a swaddle is a large muslin swaddling blanket or a cellular blanket that you can use for swaddling. And you are basically cocooning your baby back into that sort of safe position that they were in within the womb and keeping them snug obviously doing it safely then you're protecting their hips and their movement um, but it just brings them back into that safe space to make them feel that comfort I have to say it can be quite a hard thing to master when I saw midwives doing it it looked a little bit like origami to me however there are quite a lot of good resources online to show you how to do it or indeed items that are products that kind of do it for you Absolutely. I would say one of our most heard phrases would be, oh yeah, I tried to swaddle, my baby didn't like it. And then I'll go along and see a client and swaddle their baby and they'll have a nice big long sleep. (laughs) And I was guilty of that that as well. (laughs) (laughs) I I totally, I did it with Harry, knowing that it was one of my most heard phrases. When I had Harry, we um, ended up having to pop back to hospital for something and the midwife walked in and said, why is this baby not swaddled? And I said, oh, you know, I know you've heard it before, but this one definitely doesn't like being swaddled. She promptly swaddled him and he slept for four hours. So it does work. <laughs> it's just having the confidence really does. as it, a mommy. <laughs> it took me a long time to master it and also to believe every single person that said... <laughs> Model your baby, they'll sleep better. Uh, anything else we can do with jet, baby jet lag? The really, really, really important thing, I cannot stress this enough, during the day you need to wake your baby to feed. So don't let baby sleep for hours on end, okay? You want to be waking the baby up for regular feeds during the day so that then at night you can take advantage of those longer stretches when they're going down if that happens. And is that would um, every couple of hours if, if your baby's gaining weight? So, in the first couple of weeks, we would always say don't let go, don't let your baby go longer than sort of two, two and a half hours. And that's really important, especially if you're breastfeeding, because you're going to get that milk in, you're going to be establishing the feeding routine. If they're on bottles, then it is going to be closer to the two and a half hours that they'll go. But it's really important not to let them go over the two and a half hours during the day. So if you keep it nice and bright during the day, you also want to keep it dark at night during those feeds to, to create to kind of just establish this is daytime this is nighttime this is when we sleep (laughs) absolutely so it is important to have the room nice and dark we don't want it to be like you know lights on ipads going tvs on you don't want that overnight so try and just keep things dull and dark podcasts are obviously great for overnight just pop your headphones in and have a little listen that doesn't mean disturb the baby (laughs) absolutely um Again, as well with nappy changes, it is tricky. You know, none of none of us are ready to be doing these pitch black nappy changes. Oh but God, the nighttime just... nappy changes, especially with my son, because trying to deal with a a boy nappy change in the dark is special. Yes, you will get a bit of pee in your face at some point. The joys of being a parent. <laughs> Exactly. So you're aiming to have a 12-hour night and that's going to start round about 6 till 8 in the evening. Now that is not 12 hours of sleep. That is a 12-hour window that you're referring to as your night window. Yeah. And then you go back into your day window. Mommy. You okay? Mm-hmm. Right, guys, can you go downstairs, please? Mommy just needs to finish this. 
<laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> totally. So you mentioned milk feeds, and that brings us quite nicely to to the fourth thing in those first few weeks, which is milk and feeding. Uh, I mean, it's likely as a new parent, you'll probably spend a lot of time worrying about whether your baby is eating enough. Actually, scratch that. Even with a four and a two-year-old, I still worry about how much they're eating. Feeds are such a big deal when it comes to sleep, though I would say they deserve a episode in their own right. Uh, We'll do that next week. But for now, there is a couple of things you can focus on. So the most important things are waking during the day to feed. So you wouldn't want them to go longer than two and a half to three hours. It's okay to let them go that little bit longer overnight um, if their weight gain is okay. And remember that every baby is different and the circumstances around um, delivery dates and type of delivery can affect how long they might sleep for but yeah it's it's important to avoid any snacking each week we'll put a listener's question to our expert Sarah uh, however to start things off as this is our very first episode uh, we thought it made sense to look back at some of the messages that I anxiously sent to Sarah when when my children were just born so so here it goes He's so sleepy. I know I need to wake him up and keep him awake for feeds, but I'm really worried about him getting back to his birth weight because I had such problems with Indy and I'm so, so, so tired. How do I keep him awake? So do you remember what you said, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) So every baby is different. Try really, really hard to stay calm and not compare to what's happened to you with your previous experience. The important things when you are feeding are to, you know, to do try and keep them awake so that it is a full feed. So you want to strip them back, strip them off down to their vest or nappy so that they're not too warm and cosy. Rub their hands and feet. Make sure that you're burping your baby thoroughly. And again, we will come back to that in the feeding podcast. Tickle their ribs, rub the palm of their hand and give their little ear lobes a little tug gentle tug whilst you're feeding just to keep that good deep suck going and these things apply for bottle feeding as well it's not just breastfeeding you want to keep your baby awake for the duration of a bottle feed too basically as a parent you're going to annoy your child for the rest of your life and you start in that those first few weeks of trying to keep them awake a lot of people find it quite strange as well though that obviously we talk a lot about baby sleep and we're talking about keeping baby awake but actually that's as important isn't it it absolutely is getting that in the awake time versus sleep time is really really important and making sure that you've always got a full baby um but don't forget that good sleep does lead to more sleep but it has to be the right kind of sleep so you're not looking for a dozy five minutes on the breast that's not going to lead to a proper solid deep sleep that took a long time for me to get my head around because obviously you just want your baby to sleep so you think if they're taking a wee cat nap then that's okay because at least they're getting some kit but actually quality not quantity Absolutely. And the thing is that we're not saying that there will never be a chance for a cosy, cuddly cat nap. There will be. It's just doing it at the right times of day. And finally, the last thing you need to know about the milky haze of those first few weeks of having a baby is the fourth trimester. As if pregnancy wasn't like 365 months long as it is. What is the fourth trimester? So the fourth trimester refers to the 12-week period after you've had your baby. 
you know, some people have heard of it, some people haven't, but we all experience it. And it is when your body is going through all the huge physical and emotional changes, you're adjusting to your new role, your baby is going through the biggest physical changes as well. And especially with little girls, they're going through quite a lot of hormonal changes too. And so it's sort of a transition period from inside to outside for both you and baby. And, you know, that your, your baby is generally very closely attached to you for those those first um few months sorry I think that's my that that that's my dishwasher I don't know if you can hear it (laughs) brilliant yeah absolutely and it's when when your baby has been all cozy inside your room you're recreating that coziness on the outside and that's where swaddling really works well so that's five things you need to know about baby sleep in those first two weeks The truth is, newborns are really hard. Getting your head around it all is really hard. I mean, six kids between us and a ton of experience and we still find it hard. So please don't put pressure on yourself. Try to listen to your body and your baby. Rest, recuperate, recover. You're doing really well. That was the first proper episode of The Sleep Mums, the first two weeks. It sort of feels like yesterday and a whole lifetime ago. In fact, it was, because I've now got another baby. We hope it helped. And if it did, and you know someone else it might help, then spread the word and leave us a review. You might also really love our book, Sleep Better Baby. You can find it online. We're on a mission to help all parents and guardians get a good night's sleep. It's not a dream. It is possible with the Sleep Mums. Thank you for joining us. Look after yourselves and sleep soon.